podcast, first one of 2024. I guess if I was going to have a resolution, I should really make it, make sure that I focus on introductions. Sometimes I just mm-hmm. get going. So welcome back to the podcast. Glad you're here. Happy New Year. I'm here with my wife. Hello. And uh, I guess we could start there. How have you, have you ever done like resolutions or focus words or anything like that? Um, not really. I mean, I feel like I'm... I don't know. I'm kind of always like trying to improve myself and get better. So the fact that it changes over to a new year to me is not like, I guess I have the same goals this year as I had last year, which are like, you know, to get stronger, healthier, um, get outside, um, and just, you know, have good communities at work and, um, friends and stuff like that. So that's, I don't know. It's like more just the lifestyle, not, there's nothing different about 2024 yeah i think a lot of things occur to me throughout the year I'm like oh this is something i should do this is something i should focus on or this is something that i could i should and i think that's like the focus word thing or michael easter was his two percent um newsletter today was talking about rather than have a resolution <coughs> try to solve some sort of problem that way mm. it's not a goal as far as a number to reach i'm going to run this many miles or i'm going to lift this much or i'm going to do this because you know that's that could come to an end if you accomplish that goal then then what i've had friends that have done marathons and then once they're done running the marathon it wasn't like a transitional or what's the word trans transformative, transformative. It was not a transformative yeah. experience because it was just about running the marathon then when the marathon was gone it was it was over yeah so I think uh, finish would be a word that I've I've done. Create, um, prioritize. Those have been words I can just kind of mm. sprinkle in throughout the year and think, okay, this is a a problem with my priorities, or I want to write more. I want to the create one. I think was when I was really starting to get more serious about the podcast. Um, and so rather than have these ideas that don't go anywhere, just do it. If it sucks, then it sucks. But at least you know. Yeah, and you can always. If you have a starting point, you can get better. But if you never start or you never do it, then you never do it. Yeah. Yeah. So you've never really done a resolution? No, not really. Because it just, it like, kind of like you said, it feels like checking a box. And like, it doesn't, I don't know. Like, sometimes I do wish that I was better at like keeping records. You know, like I see people post their like books that they've read in 2024. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I've read a lot of books, but. I didn't like keep a list or anything or like miles or miles run or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. But I just, I don't know. I. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's uh, the other side of it is the people who don't make a resolution because, well, no one's going to keep it anyway. So I don't even do one because you're not going to keep it. So, well, that's kind of missing the point. So it's not that we're against resolutions per se it's just there's got to be a constant sort of self-improvement uh, yeah. thing and I think that's I read some books I might reread some books this year because sometimes you can read a book and you don't really remember any of it or again there's no transformative experience because there's a lot of good ideas that you get from the book but you don't ever apply them yeah so well and I also wonder like how many people set New Year's resolutions and they actually do meet them, but they meet them like in January or February. And then it's like, great, check my box for the year. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's like, okay, well, well then what? Like then you need to be setting a new goal or whatever. And yeah. it's, it's not just the end of December that 
we're like, hey, I'm going to do this cool thing. Like you have to have that follow through yeah. all year long. I'd like to shoot a lot more, both my bow and our mm. rifles. Just become much, much better rather than show up to the range. I, I went sort of going in June this year. So that way I was able to put some boxes down there and started to figure out, you know, what my rifle really might like. So I was ammo wise rather than just buy some of the cheapest stuff and, and go with it. Uh, but that's one of the things that we could, we could go to the range for the next two months and just put boxes and boxes down and then it stops. So it's like you start the year shooting a yeah. lot and then I shot a lot and spent a small fortune, but then it doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to shoot my bow more. I've kind of fallen out of that since I can't actually bow hunt here since I yeah. need to take the bow hunter class and it's not offered ever. No, it's tough. I think it's around sometimes, but it, it's when people post stuff on Facebook, it doesn't get everywhere. It just gets to yeah. the circle of people who happen to be in that. So it's it's hard to really reach everybody because there's no centralized information area it might be facebook yeah. but there's just so much other stuff on facebook and maybe more people are on instagram and not facebook and your algorithm doesn't show it to you it's it could be yeah. tough but yeah just for like a fun thing to do just shoot three or four or five after work yeah and it's a super simple thing to do i was doing that um last year two years ago but this last year with all the i was shooting a lot before we went up to uh the caribou hunt two years mm -hmm. ago with ryan yeah and yeah. that was a lot of fun to really feel like I was getting pretty good at it. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. So, just got back from lower 48. Mm -hmm. uh, was it kind of what you expected? I know every time that I, if it's, if I haven't been out of this, out of Alaska in close to a year, so I've only been getting stories about how much of a mess it is and how horrible it is. And Matt Hamilton has that sticker, keep that shit in the lower 48. Yeah. It's kind of a, the lower 48's a mess and up here is nice, even though it rains a whole lot. By the way, it rained 175 inches in Ketchikan in 2023. So then you get this idea that the lower 48 is like everywhere you look, there's going to be some sort of protest. There's going to be angry people. There's going to be fights. There's going to be, but then you go down there and it's not necessarily that. So, um, how did you, uh, how did you like getting out for those 10 days we were in Tucson? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it was good. I think, um, I don't, I don't know. You're maybe a little bit more of like a, you jump to the extreme of like, bad things are happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm kind of like, yeah, I mean, some places are kind of crazy, but for the most part, like people are people and, um, I don't know. One of the things that I that I did notice in Tucson was like the street racing. Like we would hear them yeah. late at night, like through our window, just like ripping down mm -hmm. kind of this road. And I was like, oh, we have that in Ketchikan too. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I think it was it was nice. Um, I did expect, or like when we were heading down there, I kind of I was like, okay, we got to go to Home Depot. We got to like get these, you know, things that we're looking for, and like, oh, it'd be great to get a new pair of jeans and like maybe a dress for my friend's wedding and like. Got down there, went to Costco once, and I was like, I'm done. <laughs> we didn't do any of those things. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun to get down there. And I think I'm on maybe heightened awareness, but maybe just kind of checking your six and just being – you can get lulled into a false sense of security if you're up here. Remember that growing up, everything was like 20 years behind up here, 10 years behind, mm -hmm. like a generation or so behind. It took a while for stuff to get up here. But now everything gets up here at the same time. So I think yeah. sometimes I – 
you know, catastrophize, you know, I want to be aware. I don't want to be naive. Um, but yeah, you just, you go to these areas and you just see that it's just people being people. Like it's, yeah. you stay out of, out of bad areas at bad times of day. Yeah. And it's fine. Like how many people when we were hiking or walking were just friendly and said hello of all yeah. different backgrounds. You know, you can look at certain people and say, okay, this person looks like they might be from this background or this religion. And most people don't really care in the sense that because yeah. you look like this, there's no value. Like just friendly people, yeah, nice to people. It was, of yeah. course, the type of people who are going to go hiking or running on a trail yeah. might be more right. like in our group of, of yeah. people. But yeah, it was super fun and super refreshing just to to think okay this is pretty nice up here or down here sunny warm yeah it was so nice to get just the sun just lay out there and like when like i kind of joked but like one of my goals was like i'm gonna get a sunburn and like i never got a sunburn (laughs) yeah i i figured i was a little bit worried because we went out hiking and then we went to the range to hit golf balls and i thought this is gonna happen because we're at the two hour mark it's gonna be scorch town but it wasn't yeah, it was, it was just nice, warm, sunny. Yeah, but then as we talked about, around day seven or eight, it started to get a little, Yeah. which is kind of <clears throat> weird because it was so nice and it was so warm and we knew that it was raining and stormy and horrible in Ketchikan. Yeah, uh, it's just nice to be home. Yeah. Like even when travel is fun, it's always a little stressful. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Family, too. I mean, my sister has two little kids that are just, they're fun, but they're crazy. Yeah. It goes from, I think this is everybody's situation. When you go from a house that's got two, maybe three people and all the noise is on your own terms to more people around, it's just going to be a little bit different. And at some point you're like, okay, this is going to be cool to get back to home and do stuff around the house. And, um, yeah. Did you ever think that, uh, like when you if you were to tell yourself in college that you would move and live in a place that had 175 inches of rain, do you think that uh, you would have said, oh, yeah, I could probably take that? Or like, heck, no, there's no way I could survive that. Uh, I don't, I I feel like I was like just so lost, like not lost in college, but like I had no idea what. I would probably have been like, yeah, yeah probably, you know, <laughs> I mean. Wasn't wasn't probably ruling anything out in college, but um You do get the reminder when you're down south of what you've traded. And we've traded like fresh avocados and fresh yeah. strawberries and blueberries and yeah. going out to eat at nice restaurants that are pretty affordable. Some of the places we went were a little bit more expensive than others. But you know, you can meet up with friends and, and watch a game. But I mean there's traffic everywhere you go at any time. There's traffic. Yeah. You got street racers. You got a whole bunch of stuff. Whereas here, it's we have some of that stuff. Yeah, but but it's, it's just different. And so you're trading maybe nearly perfect weather for a nice, relaxed pace of life, a pretty connected community. If you choose to be connected to it, um, yeah, I think that trade-off is something that I, when I was in high school, I never thought that I'd come back. I thought I was going to leave and never come back, but is the quality of life is really good here. The quality of weather sucks, but the quality of life can, can really be good no matter where you're at, as long as you have the right mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, you get used to it and, and it's kind of like one of those things where I think that, 
like in college I had no conception of what anybody's lives really were outside of like east coast cities like that was all I knew and so I think it's it's hard to like understand different perspectives if you haven't like lived them to some extent and you don't also know like what you're missing out on you're like oh this is great I have my you know weekly brunch after church and we have board game night on Thursdays and we have our things and we have and it's like yeah that's like cool um but it could be cooler. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't mean that just because that's not your thing that it's bad or wrong. It's just, yeah, it's kind of nice to take the e-bikes up to Rob's build and check that out or go out to the arts fair. Would you guys, you, uh, Mallory and we went to the Andy went to local grind, the local grind. Yeah. They're like, it's kinda like a monthly talent, talent show, show thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a lot of cool stuff you can get involved in. And then it's nice too where we're at we got some sun on the lot still it's yeah. 115 but we still have sun on the greenhouse i know i'm so stoked about the greenhouse cannot yeah. wait to start planting things yeah it's kind of overbearing you look around and we don't have a big lot but we have enough to have a lot of work yeah but that's going to be fun we can start working on that now and chip away it's just something something about putting your just work in the property just yeah putting some time and energy into it and yeah it's chores and yeah it sucks but still you have that feeling of satisfaction that you don't have if and just it's just mowing the lawn for the food. HOA yeah that's gonna be awesome I miss the miss the salads to go with our mm-hmm. venison and goat yeah what else were we gonna talk about oh came back oh we had six hours in uh, Seattle yeah. on the way home so downloaded uh, Scarcity Brain by uh Michael Easter, great book, definitely recommend. We were walking around, I think we walked four or five miles in the airport, just inhaling a whole bunch of germs. That's probably why we're kind of yeah. sick. Yeah. Um, anything stand out in that book for you? The gamification of, of everything from like online trading on your phones to um, like the hubristic versus authentic motivations or anything stand out to you? Um,. I mean, honestly, the like the thing that stood out to me the most was like how, so like the whole premise is that we have this like, like a, the dopamine reward system, the way our brains are wired, like helped us to um, be persistent in hunting and gathering when we were early on in our evolutionary history, and that now that's been um, basically like short circuited by all these like um, gambling. Um, social media, drugs, um, you know, he gives a bunch of examples, and, um, I don't know, like, to me, that, like, like, there were, there, it was, it was super interesting, and it was, to me, the biggest takeaway was that, like, one, how do people, like, spend their life's work taking advantage of other people, like, that, to me, is just, like, you, you know what you're doing, you know that you're, um, you're helping, you're, you're improving how addicting games are, you're improving how addicting gambling is, you're, like, how can you just keep, like, there's, like, research groups around the country that their goal is to figure out how to make it more addicting, Mm -hmm. and that's just, like, really sad to me, I don't know. Um, Yeah, I want to think that, or maybe there was a time when it was a choice, but now you're dealing with psychology of it, and you're dealing with people who 
it's not just a really good game engineer. It's someone who understands neuroscience. Yeah. And so when we're getting to this, you know, we're overeating, we're overbuying, we're over everything. And we have all these avenues that we can stand out for attention or advertise ourselves, which is not traditionally how things work. It's not how you get like real confidence and real happiness. We get a temporary happiness if we get a lot of likes or we get something, everything. I mean, every book right now has to deal with some sort of element of social media. Because we know it's, you can't just, oh, another book about how that's bad. It's not just about social media. No, I mean, kind of that excess. The psychology is really interesting. And also understanding that it's like, it's kind of like, oh yeah, duh, like makes a lot of sense. It's almost common sense. But then it's also like, even knowing that, like I still doom scroll on Instagram, you know? And it's like, I don't know. It's, it's definitely helpful to be aware. Um, but it's, yeah, I don't know. It's not good. It's a lot easier to, if you are spending extra time scrolling through social media, but you have, you know, you look back at 2023 and some of the adventures that we had, they're clearly way better than any experience we get through scrolling on social media. So it's super easy to be able to say, all right, well, I'm going to scroll for a little bit here, but tomorrow we're doing a hike, we're doing this, we're doing that. We're going to work on the, it's raining, but we're going to work on the greenhouse or we're going to, you know, yeah. cut. Uh, there's, there's so many more purposeful things that we can do that social media just can't compare with at all. Yeah. And it makes me terribly afraid for the people who don't have a, their life set up or the opportunities to do those same things which I think is why we fumble around as hunters and anglers about, you know, when someone says, well, why are you going to catch a fish that you don't intend to keep? It's like, well, you know, when we were floating down that river, catching, releasing mm-hmm. rainbow trout, it's like that's the dopamine hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm an addict. It's just so it's, it's hard to explain that. And if you don't really do it, then you don't really get it. And then the hunting thing, when you say, Oh, I love hunting. It's fun. Someone who's an anti hunter says, Oh, you think it's fun murdering something? Well, it's not fun in the, I'm going to smear the blood on my face or I enjoy the killing part. It's the whole everything of it. And it is miserable, but it's that reminder that I'm this type of person. And even if it was miserable, um, it's still, it's cool to be up on that mountain. We were hiking the caribou and like my Achilles was just killing me. I was going to make it. I just couldn't go fast. And I hadn't had the Achilles tendonitis and, long time it was kind of weird i don't know if it was boots or what but um a little bit of rain but you knew you're gonna make it and that's like an all-time experience so i'm gonna scroll through social media i'm gonna look at instagram but i can't wait for that next experience whether it could be steelhead fishing in a couple weeks or spring bear or whatever and that's having that something that some people don't have or a lot of people don't have Mm -hmm. and so they totally replace that real life experience with Something that's fake. Yeah. And and I do think it's cool that, like, we are wired to be out hunting and fishing and gathering. Like, that's, I don't know, that's cool that even if you've never done that, like, that's wired into you. And I think if people got out and did it, and it would, I don't know. I've never, I don't know. I think it's, like, so with the whole way that, like, gambling and stuff short wires are like circuits like he talks about how like you actually get the biggest dopamine hit when you're like playing the game and you're like "Ooh, i could get a big reward 
it's before you actually get the reward that you get that highest dopamine hit. And so, like, I think that's really cool thinking about, like, okay, when you're out hunting, like, okay, you're getting those feel-good endorphins when you're, like, out there, like, ooh, like, start, you know, dawn on a, on the first day of hunting season, like, what could happen today? Like, that's when it's, like, you're getting those highs. It's not when you get the kill. It's when you're out there and you're, like, anticipating what might happen that day. And so I I thought that was kind of cool that, like, getting the reward is not, like, that it, that makes you addicted, but that's not actually what makes you feel good. It's out there doing the work, I guess, mm-hmm. and, like, the potential, which is yeah. kind of cool. Which is crazy that, given all of that, when you saw that four by three in the clear cut, nobody said, there's a buck, there's a buck. You were so calm. I was like, okay, maybe it's a little forky. And you said, it's tall. And I thought, okay, it's a, she's excusing a small forky, but it is tall. And I looked at the thing, like, that thing is a mega and I was just trying to be kind of calm with that anticipation of it staring right at us. And you made the shot, but ooh, that's a that's a heart flutterer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that anticipation when we had the goat and the deer. And I had the deer and the crosshairs, or at least like just the top of the forehead because it was behind that rock. And then we have the drama of the goat on the left side of yeah. us. That's, again, an all-time memory. Like 2023 was unbelievable with those sort of just unique things that'll probably never happen again. But that doesn't mean it's like all downhill from here. Like I am excited to see what we have this year and what issues and things might mm-hmm. uh might come up. Yeah. Oh yeah, good book. Listen to it. Finished it when we got back. Um Yeah, any other I think we talked about books before, so we won't go there. What are you reading now? Um I don't know. I'm reading this book called Leaders Eat Last, which is, it's kind of interesting. It's like about how as a leader, you should, uh, you're there to like serve the people that you, that work for you. And you're there to, like, if you have a good work culture, then people don't feel like (coughs) threatened or stressed or anything at work. Like it's, you should have a community where you're kind of all in it together. And he goes into like a bunch of different examples that are kind of interesting, kind of again, like psychology. Um, yeah. There was a review for um, scarcity brain that said they liked the book, but they gave it three stars because there wasn't an aha moment. And I thought, what is an aha moment? Like, are we really reading these books so that on chapter eight, second paragraph, there's going to be a sentence that just changes our lives. Yeah. Like it's not going to happen. Like everything is, none of this stuff is new. The context changes a little bit, but maybe having it written in a way that resonates better with you, which is I liked about mm-hmm. Easter because he's not some like just academic who studies the stuff. He actually does the stuff and he goes to Baghdad and he goes to, um, um, lives with monks for that book and he did the comfort crisis. He goes on a caribou hunt. So he like participates mm-hmm. in stuff and can, can relate it, but. Yeah, I think that's another problem with kind of the self-improvement genres. As readers, we're expecting the book to change our life, but it can't. It's something that yeah. can maybe motivate us, but you know, you're not going to have an aha moment necessarily. The book's not just going to give it to you. Yeah, you know? that's that's very true. It's like when I read stuff like that, I'm like, okay, this is like common sense, but it's it's like a good reminder to me of like, oh, I should um, implement this. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so I like going back and reading some of these. I think I'll do that this this year. But um, well, what else you got? We kind of previewed the year in the episode two weeks ago. So yeah, yeah maybe enjoy it. the last little uh, waning light outside. And um, thanks again for listening. Appreciate uh, everything. You know what to do. The uh, liking, sharing, rating, commenting, all that stuff is uh, much appreciated. Uh, check out uh, onstepalaska.com and. We'll keep uh, new videos coming on the YouTube. So thanks again for your support and have a great start to your 2024. We did it. Oh,